Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This On Air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full-service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. Today, we're going to be talking about buying automobile insurance, how to protect your family and your family's assets. With us is Ted Bassett, chair of the firm's personal litigation group. Ted, good morning. How are you? I'm great, Howard. How are you? Oh, fine. Uh, just uh, hanging in there, as I think everybody is. So the first question I would have, just getting right into this, is uh, you've been handling auto accident cases for over 35 years. Now, can you tell us what has changed over the years in terms of the protection we as consumers are buying when we buy car insurance? The first thing that's changed, Howard, is my hair color. It used to be very dark, and now it's turned gray. But um, besides that... Uh, <laughs> There have been all kinds of changes, but in one very, very important aspect of auto insurance, there's been little or no change. I look back to 1977 when I passed the bar and um, looked at my old insurance policy and the compulsory insurance back in 1977, and compulsory means everyone in Massachusetts has to have insurance and you have to have a certain amount to protect yourself and to protect the people on the road in case you're at fault. So back in 1977, the compulsory limit was $15,000. Wow. Okay. Today, it's $20,000. Huh. Um, back in 1977, if you had medical bills of $5,000 in 1977, the annual inflation rate since that time has been 5.5%. Those same medical bills that you could pay in 1977 for $5,000 now cost close to $45,000. Yeah. So there has uh, been a dramatic change in that the legislature has not increased that amount of compulsory insurance. So uh, in, in my practice, I see that about 75% of the cases where people are injured, whether they've had a brain injury or a whiplash uh, injury or loss of a limb, 75% uh, of the defendants out there have insurance of $20,000, which doesn't cover anything, doesn't right. even recover your emergency room, say. Right. So, it's, so all the consumers, as consumers, not as, not as lawyers, but as a consumer, Everyone needs to really look carefully at the protection that they're buying and not be sucked in by some of these TV ads which say, oh, save 10% or save 15% on your premium. Uh, we all have an obligation to protect our families, and uh, we need to have people understand that they're going to have to buy optional insurance and pay a little bit more. And it's it's not a lot more that, that needs to be paid to get some decent coverage out. Good advice. Eye-opening, actually, when you put the numbers to it, Ted. Hmm. Yeah, I was shocked when I looked this morning. I actually went on, online and did the, got the computer program that figured out uh, what medical costs in 1977, what they would be today. It's, it's, it's just dramatic. Hmm. Now, drilling down a little bit more, what does a family typically purchase in your experience? And do you have any advice for families? Absolutely. My first bit of advice, Howard, is that you need to have a good insurance agent. 
I mean, I've been driving since I was 16, so what, that's uh, <laughs> a long time. And I, for the most part, I used to just go to the carrier and, and deal directly and then started dealing online. But over the past 10 years, I've found a, a great insurance agent, and he has helped me in so many different ways, not just with car insurance, but with homeowners insurance and uh, we have a boat, a boat insurance and those types of things. And whenever I have a problem, he takes the time to do it. You know, in this day and age, we're all looking to save money. We're all used to going to the Internet. But my experience has been develop a personal relationship with an insurance agent and they'll help you through this process. You know, just introducing a little bit of levity into this uh, conversation, I can't get out of my mind flow <laughs> from the those insurance ads on television and the gecko from, from Geico. Sorry. But I know it's those TV ads, right? You need a good agent is what you need. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, because, you know, as, as families um, grow and, you know, your needs change and uh, there's things that we're not really aware of about whether or not you should insure or not insure certain aspects of, of your case or whatever. So that's number one. Typically what I see, Howard, is people uh, will buy 100,000, 300,000 policy for bodily injury. But what that 100 slash 300 means is that if I caused an accident through my carelessness, if I'm on the phone or and I rear-ended somebody, and there was one person in the car, the most that that one person could collect from my insurance would be $100,000. Let's say there was five people in that car, and they're all injured. The most that any one person could recover in that car would be 100. The most that the insurance company has to pay out would be a total of 300. Hmm. So that's typically what I see, but it's not enough. And I tell all my clients, it's simply not enough in this day and age with injuries and with litigation in order to protect the family's home, in order to protect your, your other assets, the smart thing to do is to buy the maximum, which is typically 250,000 for any one person, 500,000 for an accident. And then don't stop there. Then buy an umbrella policy for at least another million dollars. Now, it's not that expensive. The umbrella policy for a million dollars typically costs about $200. So that's less than $20 a month. And you're protecting your assets. You're protecting your home. Oh, and one other thing, Howard, everybody that's listening out there uh, buying insurance, trying to protect themselves, make sure you have a homestead on your home, for goodness sakes. Yes. Um, you know, when you refinance, almost all the banks and institutions are requiring it. But to my surprise, there are still people out there who don't have a homestead, and it's an automatic protection. So with a homestead and maximum insurance of two fifty five hundred, and then an umbrella policy, you're really protecting your assets, which is really important to do. So Ted, uh, I would say a good many people aren't aware. You know, you just you just kind of get car insurance because you have to in Massachusetts, and you you just do it kind of quickly. I think most people do, thinking that well, this this should cover everything, but very often, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. So, Ted, can you explain, this is a biggie, underinsurance. That's a term that's used a lot, but I also think a lot of people don't understand what that is and, and how it works. Right. This is the most important thing that I think I have to say today is buy the maximum amount of underinsurance. Now everyone's scratching their head saying, well, what is underinsurance? I would tell you that having practiced 
for over 35 years in personal injury that 95% of the people that I deal with don't even know what it is. I remember giving a seminar here in our office to attorneys, and I would say at least half of the attorneys didn't know what it is. Hmm. But it's the most important thing any one person can do is to maximize underinsurance. So what is underinsurance? All right. Let me give you an example. You're out on the highway later on today. A drunk driver crashes into you and you have horrible injuries. You've got $100,000 worth of medical bills. You're out of work for five or six months. And lo and behold, the drunk driver who lives in an apartment somewhere, doesn't have any assets, has a big policy of $20,000. Are you out of luck? Well, in most cases, you are out of luck. But if you bought under insurance, you have protected yourself. And it has cost you $50 a year to buy $250,000 worth of coverage, hmm. which means that once you collect the $20,000 from the drunk driver, which there's no question you're going to get that, then your own insurance company has to make up the difference between the $20,000 and the value of the case. And if you had 100000 in medicals without knowing any more, I'd say you've got a great shot at all $250,000. That is self-protection. It protects you and it protects all your family members in the car. And the odds are we're all going to be involved in an accident at some point in our lives, unfortunately. And the odds are probably 75% chance that the person that hits you is either going to have $20,000 or he has no insurance. I've had countless cases where cars have been stolen, where parents didn't authorize their child to take the car, and there's been no coverage whatsoever. So this whole concept of underinsurance is critical. I would say anyone, go check your deck sheet. You know, once a year, the insurance company will send you a declaration sheet, which shows all your coverages, and go right to the bottom. They hide it. It's the last one, number 12, at the bottom of your page. Bodily injury caused by an underinsured auto. In the one case I have here, for an extra 100 it costs you $12 a year. For an extra 250 that's where it cost me last year, $50. And again, don't stop there. Call your agent. Have your agent find, get you an excess policy. A lot of companies, like if you were dealing with just, say, one particular insurance company, they might not give you more than $250 under insurance. But there are some excess carriers who will give you a million dollars of underinsurance. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, this is self-protection. And, yes, you have to protect your assets, but you also need to protect yourself and your family in the event of a horrible, horrible accident. Now, Ted, what if I get sued? How do I protect myself and what do I do? One thing you can't do, Howard, when you get sued is to call your agent and say, up my insurance. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you can't, after the fact, call up and say, oh, for $50, will you give me another 250 It's too late. Right. So what you can do is what you have to do is at this point in time, you need to make sure that you have maximized your bodily injury coverage. And that's under compulsory insurance. Number one, the bodily injury is 20000 Well, what you need to go is down to number five, and that's where you want to maximize your optional coverage of 250500 And for an extra $200 a year, 
or as I said, less than $20 a month, get a million dollars on top of that so that you have coverage. And rest assured, these days, accidents can cause horrible injuries and uh, you have protected yourself and your, and your family. Now, one other thing that's, that's interesting, Howard, and I, I get questions about this from families is I have a, an 18-year-old son or he's somewhere between 18 and 25, still yeah. on my health insurance, yeah. living at home. Should I keep him on my policy? What should I do? And typically what people do is they don't want the son or the daughter to own the car uh, and they keep them on their own policy and they keep the car registered in their own name. I think that's a bad idea. In Massachusetts, there's a statute that says if you're injured in a car accident, you can sue the driver, but there's also a presumption that the registered owner of the car is also liable under an agency type theory. So I see it often is that if that 18 to 25 year old caused the accident driving mom or dad's car, not only does the teenager get sued, but the parent gets sued as well. And now there's a lot of defenses to that. And typically that, that it doesn't end in a judgment against them. But as parents, you don't need to deal with that. And so if you've got an 18 to 25-year-old, they, they should have the car registered in their own name, and they can get their own insurance policy. And usually, someone in that age category doesn't own the home, doesn't have the assets. And so usually, let's say $100,000 of coverage is enough, and that's all there's going to be. As you know, lawyers don't chase after defendants who don't have insurance. It's just a, it's, you know, it's a fact right, of life unless right. you have substantial assets, it's not worth the lawyer's time. So that's a recommendation that I would make. And then, as I said before, the biggest recommendation is, is get an agent that you trust and that you like. Develop it just the way you would with having a lawyer or an accountant or a, a primary care physician. That's my strong recommendation, Howard. Again, more information. I think the vast majority of folks, parents, don't know um, the title and registration in the son or daughter's name. I don't think most parents would really know to do that. Uh, and no. why? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep, exactly. Great, great advice. So, what other suggestions would you have, uh, Ted? Uh, after we pay the bill, then you get your coverage selection page, and typically, myself included, I'll just stick it in a drawer. Yeah. Uh, but really, it's important to read through what coverage you're getting. You know, there's one other item here called medical payments. Now, in Massachusetts, we all have, and in the country, we all have to have medical insurance. But people should understand, if you're in a car accident and you have Blue Cross, and Blue Cross pays your bills, then you settle your case for, say, 100000 and you had medical bills of thirty. Guess what? The first person to get repaid is Blue Cross. They'll take $30,000 from your settlement because by statute, there's a lien. Now, if you paid an extra $100 or whatever for medical payments of five, ten, dollars or $25,000, they have no lien on that. So it may be a good idea to maximize that. I, I just settled one case where one of my clients was smart enough to have $25,000 of medical payments, and that took care of all of the liens that he had so that he ended up receiving the benefit of the settlement and it didn't go in part. The first time I handled a personal injury case, I was shocked when I realized that, oh, everybody who has health insurance, the health insurer 
has a lien on your case and gets the money back, even though you paid all those premiums. Right. And in Massachusetts, they don't even have to pay me as the attorney that settled the case or they cut them the money. They don't have to pay the one third. Things like Medicare, they do. They'll reduce that lien by the amount of a third for the attorney's fee. Other states have that. But here in Massachusetts, again, the legislature and its wisdom has said, no, they, they can collect dollar for dollar, even though they just sit back and, and wait. And you may have paid premiums for 20 years, and still, they don't, you don't get any discount for that. So that's something people need to understand. And you can protect yourself by, by buying additional medical payments coverage. Lots of things to think about. In fact, one of the first things I'm going to do after we uh, sign off here, Ted, is I'm going to go check my coverage selection page for my car insurance and just make sure, doubly, triply sure, that we have what we need. I want to thank you, Ted. Ted Bassett, partner at the firm of Myrick O'Connell. How can folks reach you, Ted, if they have questions or concerns? Sure. My direct line is 508-860-1442. Again, 508-860-1442. And the email, this is a long one. It's the letter <laughs> E for Edward. So E Bassett, B-A-S-S-E-T-T, at MyrickOConnell.com. And Myrick O'Connell is spelled M-I-R-I-C-K-O-C-O-N-N-E-L-L. Thank you again, Ted. All right. Thank you, Howard. You have a great day. You and too. Check that next feed. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for joining us. I'm Howard Kaplan. Take care and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. (laughs) 